0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وبيه نستعين ونصلي ونسلم على خاتم النبيين نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا الى يوم الدين اما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا كريم all praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance. And we seek guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We also seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evils of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees guidance of, one, then none can Misguide this person. And whomsoever um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees misguidance upon, then none can guide him. And peace and salutations be upon the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Honorable ulama, O servants of Allah, O children of Adam, Assalamu alaykum <laughs> wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. From the outset it gives me great pleasure to be standing. In front of you all after a long absence From Zimbabwe and Harare I arrived with Ham just before him O servants of Allah and O children of Adam I would like to begin today's talk with an ayah From Surah Ar-Rum And this is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمِنْ <laughs> آيَاتِهِ من أنفسكم أزواجا لتسكنوا إليها وجعل بينكم مودة ورحمة إن في ذلك لآيات لقوم يتفكرون Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our servants of Allah and our children of Adam, He created us. And He blessed us with many a blessing. Blessings that we can never order. From these blessings, is that He caused us to live this life as those who have accepted the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and declared the prophecy of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam From these blessings, is that He guided us in our Islam. And from these blessings, is that He revealed to us books and sent to us prophets. And from these blessings, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us an intellect. And in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He, Rabbul Izzati wa Jalal, Al-Wahidu Al-Qahhaar, Al-Ahad, al 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 fard Al-Salat, (laughs) الَّذِي لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ وَلَمْ لَهُ He addresses this intellect. And he attaches this intellect to certain tangibles, certain aspects of creation that when married to this intellect gives a net result of us understanding the divine presence of Allah سُبْحَانَهُ ta'ala and his divine abilities and his divine wisdom. And his divine knowledge And so on and so forth Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah says min That from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's signs From his signs al خَلَقَ lakum azwaja. From his signs is that he has created For you, from amongst you Your spouses Subhanallah This concept of nikah marriage and zawaj. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared this concept a sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's many signs. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his complete method of nurturing the ummah never ever relays to us a peace except that he explains it, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا So that perhaps you would take peace and serenity And contentment from her And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Highlights further blessings and says وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has placed between you O husband and wife مَوَدَّ Love And care rahmah And mercy And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Caps this ayah By saying Indeed in this In this marriage of ours That we conduct During our lifetime in this world In this marriage Is a sign for those who ponder For those who reflect And for those who deliberate May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding Ameen O servants of Allah and O children of Adam Talks related to marriage And the institution of nikah Are lengthy ones In fact workshops are conducted To really To give this topic due diligence and give justice to this particular topic. However, in the remaining moments that we have together with one another this Friday, I would like to share with you a point that inshallah will be a lesson for those who didn't know and a reminder for those who might have forgotten. And inshallah will also be a means for us to solidify our marriages. I titled this particular point, The are of rights versus the R of responsibility. And I base this particular title from the ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wala bayna. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us never ever to forget our bounties between each other, and our acts of kindness between each other, and the gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given both male and both female. Today many a time, not meaning to sound negative, we hear a husband or a wife saying that according to Imam so-and-so, I don't have to cook for my husband. And a husband might say, according to Imam so-and-so, I don't have to cover the medical expenses of my wife, for example. This is something that comes up, again okay, without meaning to sound negative. Now this is a discussion that is held at the level of the scholars, depending on the madhab and level of ijtihad of the person saying this particular statement. But for us today, what we need to understand is these discussions pertain to rights. And marriage, O servants of Allah, and O children of Adam, transcends the realm of written rights. Because marriage is the institution of emotional well-being and dealing between human beings. And this is a reality and fact. With this understanding, we understand that with the sphere of rights comes the sphere of responsibility. A sphere that transcends the sphere of rights. A sphere that is much broader than the sphere of rights. For marriage can never be an account that husband and wife only was brought on. Such that the bank balance goes below its limits. And the marriage ends up in difficulties and then we're reaching out for our rights. Rights is that aspect and phenomenon that is looked at when push comes to shove right at the end. As human beings that interact with one another, creating a form of cohesion, mutual cohesion, and independent cohesion between two independent parties, it's important to understand the emotional aspect. And the emotional aspect falls within the realm of responsibility. And to make this clear, allow me to share with you a piece from the seerah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ibn Abd al in his Isti'ab And Ibn Sa'ad in his Tamaqat And Al-Hafid Ibn Kathir in Al-Bidayah and Nihayah They mentioned that Khadija radiallahu anha Was married twice before she married Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And she had children from those marriages And when she married Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam She had a young child called him Called him and Rasulullah ﷺ is reported to have been with this child as a father figure. Not as a husband to his mother. He was with this child as a father figure. It wasn't a case of rights. That it's not upon me to spend time with this child and look after this child. In the same breath, Khadija ﷺ took Muhammad ﷺ into her own property. She didn't say that it is your duty to place the roof over my head. Thus do what you have to do and my home is free from us living in this home for the course of this marriage. It was a concept of responsibility. They transcended the realm of rights and entered the frame of responsibility. It wasn't a tit-for-tat that happens in some marriages today. That if your in-laws visit me, then I will visit them. And the wife will say, well, when I was ill, Your parents didn't assist me, so when you don't accept my parents to assist, for example. Or on each day, for example, if we didn't get five dollars, US dollars, not Zimbabwe dollars, that's history now. If we didn't get five US dollars from this particular parent, or from this particular relative, then we will give their child exactly what they gave us. Why? Because we work on rights. It's a tit for tat. This is not marriage. This is not a bank balance. Where everybody is depositing and withdrawing, as per the other deposits and withdrawals. One of my lecturers in Riyadh once beautifully said, he said, don't live in your marriage like a person carrying two packets, right? A packet of good, that when your wife does good to you, you throw it into that packet. And a packet of bad, when she does bad to you, you throw it into that packet as well. But the problem is the packet which carries the good has a hole underneath it. So every time there's good, it goes into the packet and through it. And every time there's a mistake, it goes into the bad packet and stays. So when a problem arises, what happens? We look at our bags and say, look, it's good packets. And... And the bad, the bad packet is full. We shouldn't be those people. We should be people of mawadda and rahma. Subhanallah, and the scholars of tafsir say that it is the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to place love and mercy in the marriage. Mawadda and rahma. Love and mercy in the marriage. So when the love is lacking sometimes, we treat our spouse with mercy. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful upon us, we know the level of our ibadah and how weak our sincerity and tawheed is as well. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala conducts himself with us with the quality of rahmah. And we make dua to him and he grants us our requests. And he allows us to wake up with ni'am and benefits every single day. The greatest benefit is this ni'am of Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cause us to pass away as Muslims. Ameen. So this is the point of servants of Allah and of children of Adam. The R of responsibility versus the R of Right. If we can transcend and live with one another based within the sphere of responsibility, our marriages will become stronger. We will be better beings to the next generation that we are bringing up that will come after us. Because they will live in a home of harmony, a home of peace. And we will become people who truly will utilize our marriages to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a fact. Marriage is a way to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before you were married, there were certain acts of worship you could not do, which now with you being married, you have the ability to do. You have the ability to earn, to build your Jannah, and make your scales of good deeds heavy on the day of Qiyamah, through being married, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful upon us, that even this institution of marriage is a means of us becoming closer to Him. When we transcend, We have this ability of increased sadaqah We know that every morsel that we feed our families is a sadaqah And the smile that we give them is a sadaqah And so on and so forth And now we have a greater means of earning the sadaqah By being merciful to them By not looking at what they did in comparison to what we will do May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding Living our life this way, O servants of Allah Prevents our marriages from being on the rocks they always say marriage on the rocks and we want marriage, marriages off the rocks, right? And living this way, O oh servants of Allah and O oh children of Adam, that prevents us from falling out of love, as some of the youth say today. Six months while I've fallen out of love. The problem is you fall in love, that's why you fall out of love. Because falling is never good. Falling is never good. We should have this policy of growing in love. This is the paradigm that Islam teaches us that we should grow in love with each other. And growing in love again brings focus to this concept of responsibility versus rights. Responsibility versus rights. Whenever one person does more than they should, it allows the love to develop in the opposite spouse and vice versa. So this is very important, O servants of Allah and O children of Adam. Now, a question does come up sometimes and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that marriage is an institution that causes Serenity and peacefulness in our lives Right? It causes serenity and peacefulness in our lives But I live a life of turbulence And I live a life of turmoil The day I got married Was the day I became depressed Wallahu <laughs> alayhi Now this does not take away any credit from the eye The actuality and authenticity of the eye is in its place For we should remember That the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala All these are from one perfect source So there's no contradiction. There's no contradiction. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the institution of marriage is tantamount to serenity in your life, that is on condition that you look after the other commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before marriage and after marriage, as well as the etiquettes, the morals, the manners taught us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we look after everything as a package, the next result of this marriage is, لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cause serenity and contentment <coughs> to fall upon <coughs> our homes. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this understanding. Before I end, in the next three or four minutes, allow me to share with you a story narrated by al dahabi in seer al-A'lam al-Nubala. In the fourth volume, al dahabi talks about a famous person from the Tabi'i, Shureish al Qadi, rahmatullahi alaihi, And he says that once al Sha'bi, and al-Shaabi was from, the senior Tabiri, the most knowledgeable of them Came to him and said Kape hal and how are you? Qad and he said I'm well And he said how's your family? Meaning your wife And he said Fi ahsan al In the best of ways And he says Kayfal how? And he said that I give you glad tidings that for 20 years I never became upset with her For 20 years I never ever became upset with her Except once Wa kuntu He says except once that I was the oppressor he didn't deserve that I became upset for her. So Al-Shaabi inquired further. And to Al-Qabi, rahmatullahi alayhim he said that the first day of our marriage, when I entered upon her, I observed two raka'at of salah. And I made the salam to find her prostrating my prostration. And making the salam with my salam, she entered upon his salah. And this really grew his love for her. And he says, I reached out to her, but she said, meaning, wait a moment. He says, subhanallah, that she made a khutbah, just like we will hear. (laughs) She made a khutbah to him. She praised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sought assistance and said, that I am a strange person to you and you are a strange person to me. My character is unknown to you and your character is unknown to me. Before we traverse further, explain to me your likes and dislikes so that I may look after them for you. Subhanallah, This is the do's and the don'ts that couples should share between themselves. So they don't by mistake do something that the other spouse would not love and would not like. Thus, she ended her khutbah and he began his and he explained who he loves in his home and who he dislikes from entering his home, rahmatullahi alayhim, and he says that she lived our life thereafter, looking after these do's and don'ts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this understanding and grant us barakah in our marriages. For those that are about to get married, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower upon the couple barakah and grant them marriages that last a lifetime and obedient children that will be a means of them bettering their position in the year after. Ameen. I end. With the hadith of Anas ibn Manik in the Sahih, where Rasulullah وسلم said, خَيْرُكُمْ خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِهِ وأنا خَيْرُكُمْ الله Rasulullah وسلم said that the best from amongst you, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the one who is best to his families, and I am best to my family. هذا والله أعلم وصلى الله وسلم على محمد وعلى آله